Welcome back for another episode of the podcast. Today, our topic is why selling sucks and how you can make money not selling because nobody wants to be sold to, but everybody loves to buy. And I'm excited to welcome our special guest today. Jenny Bellinger is a coach who works with people in direct marketing, direct sales, and teaches them how to do it a little bit differently than what they've been shown before. So Jenny, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I really appreciate being here. Absolutely. I'm excited to have this conversation with you because I think a lot of people who get into business run into this thing of, okay, so now I've got to market and sell this and they don't know where to start. We end up following what we see other people doing, which isn't usually the most effective strategy. So let's start with how did you get started coaching people through how to sell a little differently? Well, what I do when I work with my clients is I, I start with mindset. It's, it's really, if you want to be great at sales, then it, you have to make it not about you. It really needs to be about what's best for the person who's sitting in front of you. So when you, you've got to get to know them, you've got to build that relationship, build rapport. And then through that relationship building, through building that rapport, you get to learn what their needs are. You get to learn what their wants are, and you're going to be able to figure out what of your products or, or services are going to be best for them. So that's how you can really change that, that sales mindset into an educated buying decision, because it's really got to be about the other person, not you. Because if you make it about you, they know it, they feel it, it feels yucky, they don't like it, they feel sold to. Um, and if you feel like you're convincing somebody then what are the first three letters of convince? Oh, that's a good one. Right? Yeah. So I, I wish I could claim that for my own, but I heard that from my upline. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. But that is, that is so true. It, one of the reasons that I think a lot of people get into business and get stuck is they get trapped in that feeling. It doesn't feel good to try to push people into a specific product or service. So uh, I know you used to work uh, in, in MLM, you sold network marketing style. Uh, what, what did you like about it that made you go, okay, so I'm going to teach people how to do this? What I loved about the business is the fact that it gave me the opportunity to uh, contribute to my family financially. Mm -hmm. um, what I loved about it is it gave me an opportunity to get out of the house a few times a week because I was a stay-at-home mom for, mm -hmm. for a couple of years before I went into business. And for me, it really was about growth personally. Mm. And, you know, I was lucky enough to have a really great upline who was a fantastic, it is still a fantastic leader. I'm just mm. not with that company more because my coaching business, but it really helped me grow. And I absolutely loved it and getting to figure out all of those little tricks and tips on how to be successful in business um, came not only from working with her, but also through actually working with people who were in more traditional style businesses through networking. And so I, I had a whole bunch of mentors who worked with me on that. So mm -hmm. for me, it was about being the best I could be in that business, mm -hmm. which meant taking care of my customers, taking care of my team. I love that. Um, there are definitely some positives to the model, and, and those are two of them, I think, really having support around you, because so many times when we start a business, we are totally on our own trying to figure that out, and that's one cool thing that network marketing brings into the business world is that supportive team around you, and I know that's one thing that you, that you talk about with people, which I, I thought was really interesting, um, that it's not necessarily always the best idea to convert customers 
in the team members and how that affects finances. So for people who are listening who are in MLM or network marketing, let's talk about that for a minute. Um, how does that work? How do you look at that piece of things in your business? How do you recruit the right people to help you grow a team? Right. Well, you've got to be really strategic about it. What you don't want to do is look at, okay, I've got to bring on one more person so I can earn that fill in the blank, right? Yes. Um, if I bring on one more team member, I get that promotion. If I bring on one more team member, I get the car, I get the trip, I get the diamond ring, I get the whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm. It's got to be about that other person because just like the sales portion is about the customer, mm -hmm. the recruiting portion has got to be about the other person. You've got to be strategic about it. It's got to be someone who wants to go into business. Right. You don't want to be converting your loyal customers necessarily. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a good idea, but I would say probably more than 50% of the time, it's not a great idea to convert your loyal customers onto your team because they, they're loyal customers either because they love you or because they love the product, they don't necessarily want the business. Yeah. So you've got to have that conversation and be really upfront with them about it if you're going to bring them on. Because what, what ends up happening is you take this person who you were making, I don't know, let's say 25% commission mm -hmm. on all of their sales from you. Mm -hmm. When you bring them onto your team, depending on the company, you might have just given yourself a pay cut mm. of you know 20% because they might only be uh, now you might only be making 5% off of what they buy. Mm -hmm. And if they're a loyal customer and you're selling them on the business by saying, all you have to do is just come in and use it for the discount, use it for the discount, use it for the yeah. discount. That's a problem because now you just gave yourself a pay cut and they're not going to sell. They're not going to go after the business the way you want to, or the mm -hmm. way that would be that you want for them. You can't mm -hmm. want it for them. It really has to be about something that they want to do. You've got to be strategic about it. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things I talk to my clients about is when they're looking at recruiting, if they've got someone who they're like, oh, this is a loyal customer. I, I would love to have them on my team. Okay. Have that conversation. Ask them if they want the business. Mm -hmm. If they don't want the business, but they want the discount, come up with a loyal customer discount of your own. Keep them as a loyal customer if your company doesn't offer that. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies have really started getting smart about that though, and they've started finding that middle ground for the people who want to be loyal customers but don't want the business but want a discount. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so they'll have the, the full retail customer, they'll have the, the um, loyal customer thing, and then they'll have the, uh, the discount you get as if you were, because you're running the business, because you're going to need product to show or let people sample or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's being smart about the, bringing the right people onto your team, um, or offering your loyal customers a discount, say, okay, from now on, you've got free shipping. It's on me from now on, you know, whatever that discount may be. Mm -hmm. Um, whatever keeps them around. So that way you've got that little customer base. So you keep your paycheck without giving yourself the pay cut because they wanted the discount. Mm. It's really important to look at the math of it with your particular company's comp plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the things uh, that I make sure all of my clients are experts on. They've got to know, they've got to know how to work up that ladder. If you don't know what your next step is, how are you going to get there? 
for anyone who thought in high school, I will never use algebra or calculus. Well, when you get into network marketing, you suddenly use those advanced math skills. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you're taking a look at, you're taking a look at, okay, how much am I making? How much, you know, how much do I need to sell in order to do X amount of business in order to get that next promotion, mm -hmm. whatever it may be, or how many people do I need to bring on my team, figuring all those things out. Yeah, and, and every plan is different when it comes to how you move up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So when you're looking at that side of it that, you know, and I, I love the way that you, you talk about whether to convert somebody to a team member really doesn't boil down to where you're trying to get to. It's about the person you're talking to mm -hmm. uh, and caring what, what outcome they're looking for. Do they actually want to build a business? Because you mentioned earlier one of the things that you loved about network marketing was the personal growth piece of it. And that is that is definitely something that you've got to be willing to uh, to embrace the, the growth that has to come when you decide to start your own business. So really keeping that focus on does this person want to do this uh, is huge. So when you're looking at that piece with people and talking through how to grow a team, what should people look for to figure out if somebody is a good fit to work with and to help them create a business other than, of course, the desire to build a business. Who's a good fit for this type of a business model? Well, it really depends on the person who's doing the recruiting, actually, mm -hmm. um, because the great thing about network marketing at, or multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it, direct sales, mm -hmm. um, is that you get to pick who you're going to work with. Yeah. You get to pick who's on your team. So what I do with my clients is I work through and I actually, the, one of the first things I do with them is, is identify what are the characteristics that they want in their team members. Mm -hmm. So it's going to vary from person to person because one of the things that I've learned in going through this process with my clients is that most oftentimes those top three characteristics that they want in their um, team members mm -hmm. are the top three things that they like about themselves in their business. So it might be they're self-motivated. It might be that they are, um, they have integrity. It could be um, honesty. It could be they're friendly and outgoing. Um, it just depends on the client, who, whoever I'm working with, or, you know, in the case of your listeners, what they need to do is identify the characteristics of the people that they want. So that way, when somebody is sitting in front of them, yeah. they have... They, they already can, they can identify that person. Right. If you don't know what you're looking for, how are you going to find it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, a, an important point. You have to know what you're looking for, for sure. So I know one of the things that, uh, that you shared with me was that the FTC said that uh, over about five years, 90% of direct sales reps have quit by then. So if somebody's looking at this as an opportunity or maybe they've just gotten started with it and they, they don't want to be that, you know, 90% who give up. I know there's three questions that you ask people to help them determine if they really have what it takes to be a leader in the industry. So let's go over those for a minute and, and talk about that piece of it because, you know, if it's working for you and you're moving into leadership and you're building that team, you're going to be in the 10% who actually succeed and stick with it. So what are the questions you have people ask themselves? Well, one of the things that I have them check, you know, do a self check on is, mm -hmm. do you have the patience for this? Because if you're go, this is just like any other business. Yeah. It really honestly is. And so you've got to have the patience to realize that this is not something that is going to explode overnight mm -hmm. and you're not going to go from making a hundred dollars a month to a million dollars by the end of the year. 
Right. Do you have the patience mm -hmm. to go through that process? Um, one of the other things that I talked to them about and double check to make sure that they're comfortable with is where's their mindset mm -hmm. for it? Do they, do they have the business mind mindset mm -hmm. or is this a hobby? Yeah. Um, and because that's really important because there are some people who get into it cause they're like, I just love these kitchen products so much and they love the products, but they don't care for the business side of it. Well, that's going to make it really hard for you to stay in business if you're not in the right mindset. Mm -hmm. So we work with them on that. And then I also work and make sure that they're willing to set the goals, set the action plan and come up with their actual um, accountability plan uh, for that to make sure that they're going to be able to make it those five years, past those five years. Those are great questions to ask yourself because, you know, it's, it's patience in building any business, getting all of the foundational things in place, the learning curve that goes along with it. And that really does go back to mindset and knowing what you want because if you know what you want and you're going after that, then you can get through the learning curve and the frustrations and then all of those things that go along with it. Um, as far as an action plan goes, what's the first step or two that you would advise somebody to take if they're newer in the business or if they've been in the business a while and they're looking to really get started seriously building a team and moving forward in their business? Where, where do you advise people to start with that? Well, when it comes to... <laughs> Working the business and building a team, those are two slightly different things. They're different skill sets a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it, so if we're going to look at the building a business portion, it's mm -hmm. it, what they've really got to do is sit down and figure out their goals, mm -hmm. figure out why, number one, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this business? What, what do I want from it? Okay. Whether it's income, whether it's personal growth, whether mm -hmm. it's getting out of the house a few times a week, it, everybody has a different a different goal for their business, which is totally fine. Um, but one thing to keep in mind is if you really want to make this a business, you've got to treat it like a business. So having specific, very specific goals, mm -hmm. um, especially financial ones, because obviously that's the easiest thing to track would mm -hmm. be the financial goals. How much are you selling? How much are you making? Um, what is your plan for mm -hmm. moving up in the business? Because just like in any other business, if you're not growing, you're dying. So the next thing uh, for, in terms of recruiting, it's, I, again, they've got to become an expert mm -hmm. in, in their comp and, and promotion plan. You have to, you have to know it. You've got to be able to spit it out in your sleep, backwards, <laughs> forwards, inside out, every way possible. So if somebody says, okay, what's the next promotion? You've got to know the title. You've got to know how to get it. You've got to know, you've got to know, like, what are the sales? What, what's the recruiting look like? you know, how many legs do you have to have, whatever it may be, depending on the company, because every company's comp plan is very different. So I'm not an expert on every company's comp plan, but I make sure my clients teach me what they need to do next, because in order to teach me, they have to know it. So that's a good approach. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, well, and it comes from my, my education background is in, I know that in order to teach something, you've got to know it. Yeah, you've got to You've got to know it. So they become experts on their, I have them become experts on their next two steps, mm -hmm. not just the next one, the next two, because you've got to have that next mm -hmm. one, that next goal set and ready. Because if you, what I've seen happen sometimes is people will, 
go for that next promotion, mm-hmm. they'll achieve it, and then they sit back and go, oh, I can breathe again. Yeah. And then all of a sudden their business starts dropping down or their team right. sales start dropping and they're like, what's going on? I'm like, this, this, is, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. So you just hit mile 12 of a 26 mile journey. So, you know, you've got to keep going. You can't stop and go, (sighs) you know, yes, for like a hot minute, have a celebration, but don't, don't allow that to happen for a long period of time and go, okay, now I can sit back for like three weeks. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> so not if you want to treat this like a business. If you if you are, you know, opening a brick and mortar mm-hmm. uh, small business in your downtown, would you be able to say, okay, we reached our sales projections for 2017. <gasps> I'm not going to do anything in January. Oh, no! bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> right? So the same is true for their, for their direct sales business. They've got to treat it like a brick and mortar. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's your favorite thing about what you do about working with with clients inside this industry? Whoa, that's a good question. What's my favorite thing? Um, for um, me, it's for really me, getting to see that light bulb that moment, light moment when they, when they go, go, Oh, I get it. Okay. I got to do that. That's what's next. Loved that. That is a great moment to watch somebody have that realization and, uh, and clarity is important to have when it comes to building your business. That's really the three things you identified. A big piece of that is being clear uh, yes. around them. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, let's, let's point people to where they can find out more about you. Uh, your website is levelupcoachllc.com. People yes. can also find you on Facebook, Level Up Coach LLC. Yep. Yep. Facebook.com, Level Up Coach LLC. Awesome. All right. So if you're looking for help or support in your business with network marketing, uh, direct sales, whatever you want to refer to it as to help you figure out how do I get to the next level and the next level after that, how to approach sales a little bit differently, how to build that team, reach out to Jenny, get connected. Uh, She offers a free consultation so you guys can hop on, have a chat and talk about where you're at, where you're looking to go, how she can support you with that. Uh, definitely connect with her on social media. Take a look at her blog. She's got, uh, your last blog post was, was really cool. Uh, actually, oh, okay. I got to read the title. Three Horrible Habits Direct Sales Professionals Develop That Keep Them Frustrated, Confused, and Inhibiting the Explosive Growth They Desire. I thought that was a, a great title for it because there are things that we don't even realize are in our way until somebody points them out and says, hey, change these habits and watch what happens. So I thought that was a a great post you shared there. Thank you. All right. So guys, go check out Jeannie's site again. You can find it at levelupcoachllc.com. And Jenny, what's one tip you want to leave people with today that will help them uh, in their business? Um, I would say you've got to find yourself an accountability partner, someone who's going to actually hold you accountable to the things that you say you want to do um, and then do them and then have somebody who's going to actually follow up um, to make sure you did that. Set something in place that's going to either reward you, which Mm -hmm. I find is actually very, uh, works very, very well, but some people are more driven by the consequence. So they might set a negative consequence. If I don't do this, I have to give you $10. If I don't do this, I have to write you a hundred dollar check. If I don't like how much does it mean to you to get that thing done? 
That is a great tip. So often when we talk about accountability partners, we don't attach that either reward or consequence mm -hmm. to it. And that definitely makes it more effective. Oh yeah. It, it, if somebody calls up at, you know, if your accountability partner calls up and says, Hey, you said you're going to do this thing by Friday. It's Friday. Did you do it? And you go, Nope. Oops. Okay. Now what? <laughs> right. So that's why when you're, you're able to say, yes, I did it. So let's go see a movie. Let's go have a Cosmo. Let's go do what, you know, whatever it may be, have an accountability partner. That's a great tip. Thank you so much for jumping on and sharing some of what you've learned in your business over the years with the listeners today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Michelle. And thanks everybody for tuning in. Be sure you click subscribe, whether you're watching this or listening and uh, join us for the next episode. All right. Thank you. That was fun. Yay. <laughs>